one guy that has his his finger on the pulse of the Bucks and everything in the Midwest when it comes to the NBA is Jamal Collier, ESPN reporter for the NBA who covers a lot of stuff out of the Midwest. And, and is, you're in Chicago, right, Jamal? You know, I'm listening to you talk about air conditioning problems. <laughs> it has been negative. It has been single digits. Uh, I haven't touched my air I think my air conditioning has got dust collected on it, man. So, yeah, yeah well, I'm in the cold Midwest, man. I don't want to hear about them problems. Right, right. Well, the good thing is, look, the, the, when, when you come out here, when you do come out here for the Inevitable Heat Bucks series, um, that'll be in, what, late April, likely May. Yep. And uh, yep. if, if you pull up on me, at least know, at least know that my air conditioning will be cranking because we'll need it then. So don't worry. Uh, I love to hear it. Man. <laughs> all, five game, all five games of that series, it feels like it lasts. <laughs> right, right, right. A hundred percent. Now, now, Jamal Collier in um, here from, from ESPN covers the Bucks, covers the Bulls, covers the NBA for, for the uh, for the worldwide leader there. And Jamal, what the heck has the past few days been like for you specifically as it feels like? Um, all of a sudden, the Milwaukee Bucks, who who were kind of playing well and 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 it felt like obscurity, are now like the headline of the NBA. Just a whirlwind, man. I mean, like you know, it it on one hand, the the timing of it all, and when that news came down on Tuesday, was like a shocking and stunning you know development. And obviously, when you look at the record. Uh, it wasn't one that you like foresaw. It, more just because like there wasn't like an inciting incident, right? They mm-hmm. had just won back-to-back games. Uh, you know, everything like you said, it kind of just seemed quiet around them. Uh, so it was surprising from that standpoint. But you know, f- for somebody who's been around this team all season, it, it was sort of like felt like an inevitable we were going to get to this point, and like almost like it was going to have to be after that first round heat buck series and they and they lost in some kind of flame out way and you got there and I, and one thing I'll say is like I almost commend the bucks in just like the sure kind of like goal and temerity and say so there's somebody said like hey we're not going to wait until we have that second round flame out or whatever it is uh if we all see it coming and you know decide to make a move now it's been crazy man Jamal, you just used the word inevitable uh, as far as Adrian Griffin yeah. heading out the door and Doc Rivers. Uh, with that being said, how would you grade Giannis's performance last night at the podium? Talking about how surprised he was. <laughs> talking about, I love that guy. <laughs> He's at my wedding and everything like that. Is that just what players are doing nowadays? You know, I think that, uh, like, the, and in general, the, play, the player and the player locker room level was were surprised. The, at the, the timing of this, of when it came down, this was not a decision I think that they were into that it was going to come at this point. And I think that there are real feelings of a guy that they had been, uh, you know, traveling with on the road with and trying to work with at times, and, and especially Giannis for a guy who, like, was involved and, and did sit down on interviews with Griff. Like, I think that there had been a real connection there. And, but as that being said, I think, like, you know, whether or not, and, and John Horst, the manager, sort of denied that this was a player – uh, and player input sort of led to this decision, but it was sort of all over. We we saw it felt like every couple of weeks you saw some new Giannis rant about how we need to be coached better, we need to play better, we need our equipment manager to wash our clothes better, um, and like those kind of those rants were like obviously not unnoticed. Like Giannis understands the power and influence that he has as a superstar uh, and as, as as you know two time MVP in this league, um, and Giannis sort of making it openly known that yes we are playing well but this is not the habits we need to be building to win for playoff series um i think is what is why i say it had this feeling of inevitability here that you know, even last night as he's sort of doing that performance as you said and talking about all i think you know think real feelings about 
the person that was gone, he also acknowledged, like, in the same breath in that series when somebody asked him about sort of whether the team is playing to his potential. He goes, well, no. I mean, our two-man game could be better. I could be using Chris better. We could be using Brooke Lopez better. We could be all better on offense, better on the end. just rattles off, like, seven things in a row. And I think that right there tells you exactly what he thought about the way the season has been playing out. NBA reporter for ESPN, Jamal Carrier, joining us here on, on LaVica Theo and Stone. Jamal, was it disrespectful at all? Did it feel weird how, how jovial the Bucks were acting? And was it out of the norm for somebody that doesn't watch the Bucks every single yeah. night or is around the team? Was it out of the norm the way they were acting uh, in their first showing without Adrian Griffin? You know, I, I think that in general it's been a loose team and a team that, like, when they are playing and out on the floor, I mean they're they're putting up 140 points and and like put the second best offense in the league. So they 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 have been having some fun on the court and in general. Now I had not seen the uh, the pregame dance that they busted out and and not sure what <laughs> that the was new of, of that necessarily was for. But um, you know I think that in general, even with sort of Joe Prunty, who's done it a couple times before as an interim coach, um, I think what what spoke to me really about the game is that like this. Because they're so talented, when you've got Giannis, you've got Dame, and Giannis has been just on like a, a heater really all season, especially lately. It's like three triple doubles in the last four games. He's just kind of doing a little bit of everything right now. Like, uh, they just seem like, you know, even with the coach missing or without sort of the, the, the game plan or whatever you would sort of like think that that would make a difference, it didn't feel like they sort of like skipped the beat there. And it, and it kind of just like spoke to almost like the, the well-oiled machine that they can kind of be a, even a baseline uh, because you have so much talent on the floor. Uh, that to me was like probably the most notable is like, yeah, even with all the turmoil and all these things going on the past 24 hours, when it's time to like get on the floor and play a game, they can still run you off the floor because they're going to score 130 points without even really like, you know, having a coherent offense. Right. And, and they did that. And that's why the Bucks are still a threat no matter who's coaching them and, and the Heat fans out here who feel like Doc Rivers stepping in uh, makes it easier. They should know that there's still a Giannis on that court. There's still a Dame Lillard. Yeah. Uh, let's play a quick game of, of is it love or is it disrespect? Jamal, because you're okay. you're a friend of mine, and I know that you um, have a good barometer on interpersonal relationships, right? So, yeah. for me, help help me out right here. Is it love or is it disrespect? Somebody sent me an anonymous gift, and it was a self help book. Is that love <laughs> or is that disrespect? Because I still haven't figured out who sent it, and it might have been you. <laughs> See, I, I I saw that, and I I would say. Uh, read a little bit of that self-help book and see how it applies. Like, see how, see exactly what it's telling you. Yeah. And, you know, if it's giving you stuff there, like, wait a minute, I feel like I was doing that already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I might take it as, then I might take it a little bit of disrespect. But we all need some time, some love, some encouragement, uh, and, and, and some daily sort of practices to, to remind them. So I'm going to say that that person sent it out of love. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like it was. <clears throat> Kind of Jamal. <laughs> it might have like, been Jamal, right? Like it was Jamal. He's like, yo, it might have been out of love. He's that like, person cares yeah. about you. You should read it. <laughs> you should read the book. Yeah. Don't block your blessings. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for my pre-wedding gift, Jamal Collier. I'll make sure to send you a self-help book when, when you get wedded as well. Uh, another one. Is it is it love or is it disrespect naming your dog after your teammate at work? I am going to... Uh, uh, please get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, for those that don't know, uh, Jamal Collier had a, a shared byline with uh, with uh, who was it that you did that story with? Uh, Ramona Shelburne. Ramona right? Shelburne. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. and and the Bucks general manager, the Bucks general manager, um, Hurst, John Hurst, named his dog after Adrian Griffin, the coach that he just fired not 
um, 300 days into his tenure, Stone. So so you personally, I'll ask Stone then, since Jamal is, is in a place where he's maybe not going to answer that correctly. Is it respectful? Is it love? Or is it disrespect to name your dog after somebody? Okay, so first of all, did he name the dog Adrian or did he name Griff. the dog Griffin? Griff. Griff? I like Griff. Um... <laughs> And for and, and for full context, the dog is now 15 years old. This was from a way back when when they were both uh, in the Bucks organization. Uh, and basically, the story that John Horst told is that they were trying to figure out a name. They had named it Otis for like a day. It didn't stick. Saw Griffin and Griff. Uh, you know, a dog, a, a popular dog name, kind of was what came up to his, his head. So and he hadn't told Griff until. He hired him, which Adrian thought was, was was funny and enjoyed it at the time. Okay, well, this story gets crazier, right? Because the writing was the writing was on the wall for Adrian Griffin, a dog fifteen years old. Typically, you got to put those dogs out of their oh. misery. And I think Adrian Griffin, in a, in a sense, was you know he's not you know fifteen years old. But he took him out of his misery pretty early on in the season after thirty and thirteen. I think it's out of love though, it, it, mad love. Giannis talked about how cool of a coach he was. He brought him to his wedding, all of these types of things. I think it's yeah. love. I like Griff too. I like the dog name. We'll ride, we'll ride with it then. That was a fun game. That was a fun game of love or disrespect. Uh, we'll, we'll end it with this, Jamal, and I'll let you get back to your busy yet cold and chilly uh, day out there in, in Chicago. Uh, By the way, Jamal, it's uh, 73 degrees over down here, and uh, the sun is out. People are walking around in T-shirts and shorts. Listen, if you guys want to fly me in for an in-person interview next time, yeah. Yeah. all ears, let me know. <laughs> say less. Say less. Look, we'll definitely get you during that, that playoff, that inevitable playoff series uh, that we have in this budding, uh, not even budding, this is probably one of the most fierce rivals in the East right now, yeah. um, Heat, Bucks, and Heat, Celtics, I would say. Let's just talk specifically about what the Heat have done over the past week and what the Bucks have done over the past week. Who do you feel like the scales have shifted towards more? The Heat getting rid of Kyle Lowry and, and getting Terry Rozier, bringing in the guard that was averaging 23 a game and, and an energy guy that seems like he can't wait to fit in with Heat culture, or the Milwaukee Bucks, as you said it, making the sage move of getting off of their rookie head coach, going and getting a veteran like Doc Rivers who's been there before, who's won a championship before, and doing that well ahead of the trade deadline and the postseason. Who has shifted the scales more in their favor to that inevitable Heat Buck series? It's an interesting question, uh, and I think that like the first thing I'll say is that I think both, te- both teams improved. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that say a lot of things about Griff. Uh, I do think that his situation uh, is not going to, to benefit the Bucks this year. Uh, him learning on the fly on that job, and I think that you know, if nothing else, I do think that Rozier taking the, the minutes over Kyle Lowry in that starting point guard role, I think is just a, an, an upgrade and that positive over the Heat. I'm going to go to Heat right now just mm. because I have not seen exactly what impact the next guy in Milwaukee, Doc Rivers, will have, how he's going to utilize you know, Giannis. And there's still so many factors and really like not a lot of time. I think it's maybe a, lot, a little easier to integrate a new player into that system than have a coach come in and have to really have 40 games before the playoff run and try to like make something of this season. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experiment. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that the scale is tipped a little bit toward Miami because I think that they just got better from a talent perspective and, you know, already we're going to have a chance because of the guys that got Jimmy Pham and Spo, And I think supporting those guys with more talent and more guys capable of winning you a playoff game or swinging a playoff series, uh, I think is a net win for the heat, uh, at least in this moment. There we go. A win for Heat culture. We love it. We, uh, <laughs> uh, Jamal, thanks for the time, but more importantly, thank you for the book. Um, and for those who are wondering the title, it's called The Mountain Is You. It's called The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. I'll read it. Okay, Jamal, thanks for sending it to me anonymously, anonymously and, and I'll take it as love and not disrespect. 
I would love to take credit for gifts, man. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course you would, and I'll help. I'll work on myself. Thank you. You work on that um that that weather you got there out there in Chicago. Again, that's Jamal Collier, NBA reporter for ESPN, covering the Bucks, covering the Bulls, covering everything um out of the Midwest, and covering my tail helping me with my own self-help. And he said he did it out of love. Of course, I don't know if it was him or not. I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this. 